Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Talk Recorded live. This is Saturday, December 23rd, 2017, two days away from the big Christmas holiday. Welcome to episode number 85 of the WCWS Radio Network's weekly review show. This is WCWS Power Hour. Once again, I am Mr. WCWS Chad Hinshaw on the line here with you as we get set, of course, to give you a quick review of all that we've talked about here in the WCWS Radio Network right here on TalkShoe.com. Of course, joining me here this, <clears throat> this afternoon, of course, first of all, let's bring him in, uh, of course, the, the, 2000, the 2015 and 17 WWS Hall of Famer, as well as, of course, one-third one of our team that brings you WWS Raw Radio. Everybody, afternoon is right here on TalkShoe.com. He is the Iceman, J.D., Jared DiGirolamo, here to join us. Also, we have a special, we also have another special guest here with us here this afternoon, uh, <coughs> uh a uh, gentleman that uh, does pop on the show on occasion here and uh, talks a little bit business with us once in a while here, of course, on our shows. It is Roddy Kay. Uh, gentlemen, let's first of all say welcome to number 85 of Power Hour. Good to be here. Merry Christmas. And in case you're wondering what that piece was, ladies and gentlemen, it came from the movie Bad Santa, the movie with Billy Bob Thornton, the late John Ritter. And, of course, uh, Bernie Mac, also late uh, B. But it was Dimitri Show. Sakevich, Jazz Suite number two, waltz number two, a little uh, Christmassy tune, if you will. Thank you very much, there, JD. Of course, ladies and gentlemen, here this afternoon, of course, we'll be bringing you, of course, our uh, uh, today here in recent history, as well as, of course, we'll be bringing you uh, just a, a review of what took place there, place here during all of our shows here on the radio network here this past week, <clears throat> and also here, ladies, also here, folks. In addition to, of course, our um, also our uh, 
number of downloads according to TalkShoot.com. We also will, of course, be incorporating a little bit of WWS Raw Radio in here, folks. As, of course, as you know, Raw Radio will be taking a hiatus for two weeks. So we'll be talking a little bit, of course, business here on Raw, from Raw Radio here. Of course, J.D. will lead us in here for a little bit of that. Uh, if you want to join us and all, join us for some big-time discussion here this afternoon on number 85 of Power Hour. Please feel free to give us a call here, one seven two four 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 four. 7444, call ID 141-364-POUND, and press that one if you want to chime in on anything that we had to talk about here this afternoon. <clears throat> Let's go ahead and get things started. First off, we'll bring you the rest of history here for today, like I said, December the 23rd. Uh, let's see here. Yes, 18 years ago today, we put it in 1999, at an ECW on TNN taping in White Plains, New York, Mike Awesome defeated Masato Tanaka to win the ECW World Heavyweight title. <clears throat> also, seven, 17 years ago today, we put it at the year 2000, ECW held their final event ever at the ECW Arena in Philadelphia. The event, called Holiday Hill, came just two weeks before ECW's shutdown. And here are the matches that took place at this final ECW event at the, at the infamous arena in Philadelphia. Chili Willie and the Blue Boy fought to a no contest. Danny Doring and Amish Roadkill defeated the Baldies, Tony DeVito and Spanish Angel, to retain the ECW World Tag Team titles. Balls Mahoney defeated Elvis Wesley. Okay. Jerry Lynn defeated Spike Dudley. C.W. Anderson defeated Super Crazy. Easy Money defeated Nova via TKO. The referee stopped the match when Nova was bleeding from the ear. Easy Money, Chris Hamrick, and Julio De Niro defeated Tommy Dreamer, Joey Matthews, and Christian York. The Unholy Alliance, Mikey Whipwreck, and Tajiri defeated the FBI, who was Little Guido and Tony Mamaluke, 2-1 in a best-of-three-falls match. And Steve Carino defeated the Sandman and Justin Credible in a three-way dance to retain the ECW World Heavyweight title. Near the end of the match, fans threw chairs into the ring. Post-match, Sandman led Carino out and left with the ECW title belt. Eleven years ago today, we put it at 2006, Ring of Honor presented Final Battle from the Manhattan Center in New York City. And here are the matches that took place there. Jimmy Rave defeated Christopher Daniels, Davey Richards, and El Generico in a four-corner survival match. Adam Pierce defeated Ricky Reyes. Jimmy Jacobs and Brett Albright defeated Colt Cabana and B.J. Whitmer. The Briscoe brothers, of course, Mark and Jay, defeated the Kings of Wrestling, which is Chris Hero and Claudio Casaganoli, who, of course, now we now know him as Cesaro. Jimmy Rave defeated Nigel McGuinness. Seema, Shingo, and Matt Seidel, of course, Seidel, we remember him as Evan Bourne, defeated Austin Aries, Roderick Strong, and Delirious. And Homicide defeated Brian Danielson, of course, we now know him as Daniel Bryan, to win the ROH World Title. The win ended Danielson's record run of successful title defenses at 38 over a 15-month period. How much? The number 38 successful title defenses. Wow, over, 38 titles over defense. a, Daniel a year and a half. That's crazy. Over a 15-month time span, indeed. The number of title defenses would be tied by Nigel McGuinness, 
who had 38 defenses over an 18-month period. Wow. Indeed. Eight years ago today, we put it at 2009, THQ and WWE announced they have signed a new eight-year agreement to develop and publish WWE video games effective January the 1st. This comes just a day after a long-standing lawsuit between THQ, WWE, and Jack's Pacific was settled out of court. Here is a story via, coming from Reuters from that day. THQ and his joint venture partner, Jack Specific Inc., settled lit- litigation with World Wrestling Entertainment Incorporated over licenses for wrestling-themed video games and toys, the companies both said on Tuesday. The settlement calls for THQ and Jax to dissolve their joint venture at year's end and for THQ to enter into a new eight-year licensing agreement directly with WWE starting January the 1st, 2010. The companies also said in a press release. Under the settlement, THQ will pay WWE $13.2 million and pay Jack Specific $20 million over the next four years in addition to royalties due for the period ending December 31st. The three companies had sued each other over enforcement of the contract, which began in 1999 and was set to expire on December 31st. The settlement calls for the companies to withdraw all claims and end all litigation without any party admitting to wrongdoing, the companies have said. Analysis estimated that THQ and Jax each made about $20 million a year from the WWE deal. Almost two years to the day the agreement was signed, THQ files for Chapter 11 bankruptcy and nearly all their assets, including their WWE video game publishing license, would be sold. In January 2013, Take-Two Interactive, makers of the NBA 2K series, would acquire the publishing rights. Seven years ago today, also 2010, Brandon Silvestri, also known, of course, as Caval, was released from WWE just six months after making his television debut for, for the company. Silvestri, best known for, as inaugural Ring of Honor champion Low Key, won the second season of NXT in August but won just one singles match for, on television following his NXT win. The reason for his release, according to Wrestling Observer Newsletter, Creative had nothing for him, so Silvestri asked for his release, and it was granted. Six years ago today, 2011, Ring of Honor presented a final battle from the Manhattan Center in New York City. And here are the matches that took place there, and there's a bunch of matches for this. Michael Elgin defeated T.J. Perkins. Tommaso Chiappa, how do you pronounce that? Tommaso Chiappa, yeah. Tommaso, thank you. Defeated Jimmy Rave. Jay Lethal defeated El Generico and Mike Bennett to retain the ROH World TV title. Kevin Steen, of course we now know him as Kevin Owens, defeated Steve Carino in a no-DQ match. Jimmy Jacobs was a special was a special referee. With the win, Steen was reinstated as a member of the roster. Yeah, had he lost, he would have he would have been banned from Ring of Honor for life. Uh, the Young Bucks, Matt and Nick Jackson, defeated Cabrice Coleman and Cedric Alexander. Uh, Future Shock, who was Adam Cole and Kyle O'Reilly, the All Night Express, Kenny King and Rhett Titus, and the Bravado Brothers, Harlem and Lancelot, in an ROH World Tag Team Title Number One Contendership Tag Team Gauntlet match. That is a mouthful. Caprice Coleman and Cedric Alexander defeated the Bravado Brothers. 
Future Shock defeated Caprice Coleman and Cedric Alexander. The Young Bucks defeated both Future Shock and the All Night Express. And also, Roderick Strong defeated Chris Hero. The Briscoes, Jay and Mark, defeated Wrestling Greatest Tag Team, versus Charlie Haas and Shelton Benjamin, to win the ROH World Tag Team titles. And Davey Richards defeated Eddie Edwards to retain the ROH World title. And we have a we have a birthday today, ladies and gentlemen. We have a birthday. Today is happy it's a happy fifty fifth birthday to drum roll please. Keji Muto. Known sometimes under his real name, he's best known as legendary Purasau wrestler, the great Muda. The former master sergeant in the Japanese military is one of three men to hold the NWA, all Japan and IWGP heavyweight titles. The other two, of course, are Shinya Hashimoto and Satoshi Kojima. (coughs) Muto is also a five-time AJPW tag team champion and a six-time IWGP tag team champion. IWGP tag team champion, excuse me. Also, he's the winner of WCW's Battle Bowl in 1992 and the G1 Climax in 1995. He's often credited with being as being one of the first Japanese wrestlers to achieve a significant fan base in the United States and birthed the Muda scale following a match against Hiroshi Hase, considered by many to be the bloodiest in wrestling history. Muto was the president and owner of All Japan Pro Wrestling from 2002 to 2013. In June 2013, Muto led a second mutiny on All Japan Pro Wrestling the first was led by Mitsuhara Masawa in 2000, and he also founded Wrestle One. Muto is one of the most honored wrestlers in history, winning Tokyo Sports Magazine's Wrestler of the Year Award four times, their Match of the Year twice, and part of Tag Team of the Year twice. Two of his bouts have been rated five stars from Wrestling Observer Newsletter and won four awards from the publication in 2001, which was Wrestler of the Year, Most Improved, Match of the Year, and Best Wrestling Maneuver, and is a member of their Hall of Fame class of 1999. Pro Wrestling Illustrated ranked him one of the 25 greatest singles wrestlers of the PWI years in 2003, and was ranked number three in the 2002 PWI 500. Buto has been married since 1992 to Hase Ashida, and the couple have two children. So, <clears throat> So there you go, the happy 55th birthday to the great Muda today, ladies and gentlemen. Yes, indeed. indeed. Let's take care of this here one more time. Uh, 1724-444-7444, call ID 141364-POUND. This is, of course, episode 85 of WCWS Power Hour for Saturday, December 23rd, 2017. Mr. WCWS, Chad Hinshaw, the Iceman, Jerry Geralmo, and Roddy Kay here joined us here this afternoon. Uh, let's go ahead here. Uh, let's go ahead and do a uh, a rundown here of all of our shows here from the past week. And uh, and and like I said, what we'll, 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 I'll simply do is just name the show. And like I said, um, if it's one, of course, JD, that you were mostly involved with, I'll just I'll just set you loose here and just let you go. And of course, I'll and I'll bring in some some of the others here as well. So let's go ahead and get started here, of course, with. Um, well, 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 I guess you can now officially say the uh, officially the f- last episode of Raw Radio of 2017. 
of course, as we talked about a lot of things here uh, 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 coming up here, of course, for the new year. We'll be bringing up some more stuff here just in a few moments, but J.D., your take on what took place on Raw Radio this past Monday. Well, we recapped, of course, obviously, the big last pay-per-view of the year, which really got mixed bags to many, however, and a lot of people, however, uh, had a lot of opinions about it, however, so we definitely uh, gave you our thoughts, however, about the Clash of Champions. We also, excuse me, went over uh, the Monday Night Football game, of course, coming up this past Monday, the next to last Monday night of the regular season, which, of course, they will wrap up this week. And then, of course, we also mentioned, of course, what the main event would be, uh, as well, however, in Providence, Rhode Island, which we did see the Beast Incarnate return this past Monday. Absolutely. Uh, <clears throat> of course, ladies and gentlemen, as we said, Raw Radio will be uh, all in all is a, also a great show indeed. Uh, <clears throat> uh, like I said, our Raw Radio broadcast team really uh, has gone has gone above and beyond here this past, this past year, folks, in 2018. It's going to be a barn burner, to say the least, so Watch out for, like I said, Gerard, J.D., and John, and everybody I'll be right back. Okay, all right. Uh, I just have to to get something. I'll be right back. No no problem, J.D. Uh, Let's be sure to catch Raw Radio, of course, as it will return officially. It will be taking, of course, Christmas Day and New Year's Day off, ladies and gentlemen, so no Raw Radio for two weeks. It will return officially on January the 8th, starting at 3 o'clock. Uh, of course, with uh, <clears throat> with like so all new outlooks on everything going on in the new year, and plus also of course we'll start our talk. We'll start talking here a little bit early about Royal about the Royal Rumble this year, which are coming up this this coming year, which of course has all be a doozy here with us with some big time announcements that was made and all uh, <clears throat> this past week. So uh, Raw Radio will return officially, like I said, January the eighth, starting from three to five, along like I say, King and W O Gerard T Smith. The Iceman, Jared DiGiromo, the Human Super Machine, John Gross, uh, as well as the Heartbreak Kid, Fonzie, and the Puffer Guest, uh, uh, 138-744-POUND. Be sure to join them on that uh, when they return on January the 8th. And I forgot to mention, before we did that, ladies and gentlemen, I forgot to mention, we, I did also conduct our prediction show here this past uh, Sunday, uh, Sunday um, afternoon, of course, talking about Clash of Champions. Running down, of course, from the previous week, uh, the picks that were made by the Iceman, of course, also the Human Super Machine, John Gross, as well as Fonzie, and also the last kicker, Anne-Marie Rickenbach, also made my predictions here as well. We did not get a chance to hear from Key and W.O. on the Black Widow. But like I said, all in other prediction show was great. Uh, of course, next one will be, of course, coming up here, will we'll be for the Royal Rumble, um, and we'll let you know when that when that pops up, but it will be a great a great show. Uh, Prediction show indeed. When it will, when, when next time we'll be talking about uh, the 2018 Royal Rumble, yes indeed. And of course, while we talk about Raw Radio, this past Tuesday, ladies and gentlemen, we of course will go to our, our double dose part one. As we of course will uh, <clears throat> first double check this. Uh, JD, have you returned? He has not. We'll come back to him in just one moment. As we'll talk about when we'll, of course, when we bring him back, we'll talk about, of course, those uh, WS Preston Revisited, of course, which was the first part of our double dose. But I'll go on ahead and talk about the Tuesday edition of WS Revolution. Um, as, <clears throat> as we did mention, ladies and gentlemen, of course, as we always do, our wrestling news and views and history and birthdays for this past Tuesday night. We also, we also, of course, uh, <clears throat> um, 
they get, did give our thoughts and opinions on what took place on Monday Night Raw this past Monday night. Of course, with the big announcement that was that was made by Stephanie McMahon, of course, saying that there will in fact be a women's Royal Rumble match at the Royal Rumble this year. Uh, this is uh, will this idea work? We'll just have to wait and see. Uh, of course, obviously, you're going to have the ladies from Raw. You're going to have the ladies from SmackDown. Uh, there was there been some rumors that flying around that Trish, Lita, Beth Phoenix, and maybe even Ronda Rousey may also be a part of it. They're not sure yet. I would assume also they're going to probably use some of the NXT ladies as well. Of course, the winner will get an opportunity to wrestle for either the Raw or the SmackDown winner's title, I would assume. But uh, <clears throat> but nonetheless, it was like also a great show. And also, ladies and gentlemen, we also did... Uh, we had an NJPWUS uh, world title match this past Tuesday night between the Iceman and also the Human Suplex Machine. Uh, uh, great contest here all around. Uh, JD was able to get back in, get back into it. John did give JD a really good run for his money. Uh, JD did pull off the win by score 4,100 to 2,800, and he was able to hold on to the NJPWUS world title. The Revolution will be back on Tuesday night, of course, the Tuesday night after Christmas, as we will talk about, of course, what happened on Raw, the Christmas night version of Raw. Also, of course, will be, uh, in addition to the wrestling news interviews and history and birthdays, more match, more trivia matches may pop up, some wrestling Jeopardy by itself may pop up. Uh, we'll do something funny, ladies and gentlemen, but we'll let you know here, coming up for the Tuesday edition of Revolution, <clears throat> as we do our promo have you returned? He is not. Okay. We'll come back. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, of course, uh, we'll also go to our <clears throat> go to our uh, uh, Wednesday night lineup here, of course, our Triple Threat Wednesday. We, first start, we of course, start off with WWS Outside the Ropes. Uh, the Iceman was not available to come to come in this, this past Wednesday night. So the, the human surface machine, John Gross, uh, did 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 uh, did uh, pop on here, and uh, we talked about some later, we talked about some interesting uh, uh, tidbits, some big time stories uh, coming in through Four Eleven Mania, of course, which included two or three wrestling stories, but it was mostly pop culture stuff. Of course, more and more about talking about the sexual harassment situation in in the entertainment world. Uh, we did say, of course, how one person was fighting back against. Against some, I guess somebody who was accusing him of sexual harassment and all that stuff. So, uh, all in all, like I said, uh, we did get we did put John through the test of some Christmas trivia, and he fared he fared pretty well. But uh, but nonetheless, like I said, it was a <clears throat> but all in all, like I said, uh, outside the roads was a great show. And uh, like I said, we'll be back on this Wednesday night uh, from 6:30 to 7:30. Of course, JD will be back in the we'll, we'll be back in the back in the saddle with me. <clears throat> and uh, as we talk the latest pop culture news, the full of mania, and all of our other sources here as well. Uh, JD, I'll be back with us, sir. But he's not back. Uh, we'll also come back here and give you our thoughts and opinions on wrestling debate here in just a few moments, as uh, JD has, well, has, has, has had to step out once again. Uh, 
So we'll come back to that. But of course, I will definitely give you WCW, the Wednesday edition of WWUS Revolution. As of course, we have more wrestling news and views, more history and birthdays. Uh, we also, of course, <clears throat> gave, everyone gave their opinions about not only this past Tuesday night SmackDown Live, but we also, uh, we also, get, uh, everyone here pretty much gave their thoughts and opinions about what took place at the Clash of Champions pay-per-view this past Sunday. Uh, great show there indeed. <clears throat> and and like I said, and also, ladies and gentlemen, we did have yet another trivia title match. This time I said JT once again defended the NJPWS world title belt against the last kicker, Anne-Marie Rickenbach, and did give JD a huge run. I mean, she kind of back and forth when her and JD went kind of back and forth on these questions. The last one really got her because she actually got her, she actually um, answered it, but unfortunately it was not correct. And <clears throat> and JD and uh, JD did um, get by with a score of forty-seven hundred to twenty-nine hundred. Uh, so it was a unique, it was a unique, uh, it was a very unique score here indeed. As JD, like I said, twice in a row has successfully defended the NJPWUS World Title Belt, and I'm sure he'll be looking for some more challenges here sometime down the road. Uh, <clears throat> of course, Revolution will be back on this Wednesday night here as well. Uh, coming up, uh, let's say this this, uh, this past Thursday night, of course, we didn't have uh, Tapio Inc., but we did have NWO Wolfpack. As once again, we had our wrestling news and views, and also our history and birthdays. And then, like I said, we did have a visit from the Black Widow, Michelle Lynn Dodds. Uh, of course, we gave her two cents about everything that happened with Raw and SmackDown and Clash of Champions. Plus, also, we had a little fun in terms of a fun, uh, a little fun with a, with a, just a average wrestling Jeopardy uh, uh, game. And uh, everyone actually did pretty good with that as well, even though we don't count. We don't, we don't count, like I said, the... <coughs> But we do count the practice things, so that, so that does kind of help uh, practice practice things and all that. So, so all in all, like I said, it was a great, the great Wolfpack was a great show this past week. Uh, <clears throat> and like I said, here on a couple of our shows here, ladies and gentlemen, I forget, forgetting to mention uh, Tuesday. Of course, we had our live video feed from Top Heel. Of course, the group, uh, group started by King and W.O. Gerard T. Smith. And this past Wednesday night, our live video feed was from NXT US, the future generation. Um, Wolf Packs was from WWS Nitro Thunder. And of course, with last night's edition of Revolution, I've just met myself and JD as we talked about, talked about a few little things here and there. Um, some wrestling news and views and history and birthdays. We had a brief visit from the human suplex machine, John Gross. But nonetheless, uh, we didn't really have a whole lot to really discuss. I mean, we. I took JD through a couple of rounds of movie Jeopardy, and he, he fared pretty good with that as well. But uh, there were a lot of older questions about that as well. But uh, on our revolution, like I said, still a good show last night, uh, and we hope to have, like I said, uh, like I said, we'll go through the same process here next week. As we of course get ready, get set to talk to talk about all these 
uh, <clears throat> as we get set, like I said, to go through our, some of our uh, our regular shows here in the radio network here this week. Uh, JD, have you returned? Okay, he has not yet, so we still have to hear from from JD uh, concerning, of course, wrestling revisited and also wrestling debate. Uh, Nonetheless, but, uh, <clears throat> we'll get we'll get back to JD as he will talk. I'm sure we'll give him his thoughts and opinions on both uh, wrestling revisited and wrestling debate. You know? but in the meantime, ladies and gentlemen, that's for the most part what you, what we have going on here in terms of our lineup for this past week here in the WWS Radio Network. Uh, let's see here. Uh, while we wait for JD to return. Um, Let's see if we can get any find out any sort of updated out here, folks, about our about our downloads here. Of course, as you know, we've been talking about this. We've been having a little bit of difficulty here uh, getting an update on the report on the on the stats and all uh, because the last one it keeps showing is from Thanksgiving Day, and here we are. I believe that was about maybe about exactly a month ago that we haven't heard anything about the status of how any of our shows went and and how many downloads that we have. And it appears, ladies and gentlemen, they still have not updated. Uh, so so apparently there must be something there must be something going on with the with the stats or I don't know if they're able to add any more in or what. We're not sure what's going on. Um, but we'll, of course we'll hopefully we'll have we'll hopefully have some sort of answer here here for you really, really soon. So we've not, for the time being, we may not, for, the, for right now, we're not really able um, to bring you any updates at all concerning, including, like I said, the number of downloads according to TalkShoe.com. And we are still continuing to, to follow up with TalkShoe, find out what is going on with uh, JD. Have you returned? Uh, and let me see. I, okay, uh, I see we have guest four here. Um, and I said, okay, okay, hello there. Uh, guest four, identify yourself. Guess figure four right there, no doubt about it. Yeah. Yes, for this is Rick Flair. Woo! Okay. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, but uh, uh, we're still waiting to hear once again from uh, from the Iceman, Jerry Drama. Unless, of course, yes, four is the Iceman in in real life. Uh, But uh, we're trying to find out here, find that out here for certain. Uh, 
Are you back with us? Uh, Jim, we haven't heard the last few minutes from KD. I guess, like I said, ladies and gentlemen, we're going to have to wait here a few minutes while we wait for the Iceman to to pop back on. In the meantime here, folks, let's take care of this one more time. 1724-444-7444, call ID 141364-POUND. This is episode 85 of WWS Power Hour for Saturday, December 23rd, 2017. Mr. WWS, Chad Hinshaw, the Iceman, Jared DiGiraldo, and Roddy K. It's here with us here, is here, is here this afternoon <clears throat> to, <clears throat> of course, help us discuss some big-time moments here in wrestling. Uh, J.D., are you back with us? Unless he had to take care of something. I'm not sure what's... Uh, J.D., are you back? Okay, I'm back. There he is. Okay, we were, we were getting concerned there. Uh, but he's back here with us now. Uh, J.D., I've already run through pretty much all the shows. The only two I have not done was because uh, you would know more about better than me. Uh, Wrestling Revisited and Wrestling Debate, please uh, please uh, just a run down of what took place on the shows. Well, Wrestling Revisited was a good one. We had number 100, celebrated 100 in a big way. We did three flashbacks. One, from the war to settle the score, uh, February of 1985. We did another one from January of 1983. And we also did one, however, that came from, believe it or not, I'm trying to think, what was it? The week before was when Hulk Hogan made his debut, of course, mind you, which was December of 79. Of course, December 17th, the last show of the 1970s at MSG. Sorry, I'm in here, too. Oh, the other one was uh, when Dusty Rhodes and superstar Billy Graham met in the Texas Bull Rope match in the summer of 78. And uh, the one we did, however, the first one we did this week was the one of Sergeant Slar and also Pat Patterson in the street fight from April 6th of 81, which was this week. So we had three 80 shows for episode number 100 of Wrestling Revisited. Okay. And Wrestling Debate, please. Um, fine. That's okay. That's okay. Yeah, that's okay. That's okay. I'm just playing to my quesadilla here. Um, okay. Real good, yeah. Chicken, roasted red pepper, shredded cheddar, everything. And that was, however, uh, the wrestling visit. We talked about, uh, of course, what happened with uh, Raw this past week as well as SmackDown. But we also recapped the very big announcement, which, of course, and consisted of 
the big announcement that Stephanie McMahon made on Monday night was the very first ever Women's Royal Rumble, however, which will be coming up power in the matter of six weeks in Philadelphia. We touched upon that, and we touched upon some other things, too. Okay. Thank you very much, sure, J.D. And ladies and gentlemen, there you have it. There's a rundown of all of our shows that we've done here this week here in the radio network. And like I said here, folks, we'll be back on here with uh, – we'll be back on tomorrow night at 10 o'clock. And that was on Christmas Eve night with our promo of all the shows that we're going to do here this week. Uh, <clears throat> Uh, of course, like I said, as we said, Raw Radio is the only one that's not going to be done this week, of course, it being on Christmas Day. But, we'll, but all our other shows will take place here as well. And if there's any changes, we will definitely keep everyone informed of that situation. Speaking of Raw Radio, uh, you've already heard, you've already heard why, was that, why we're doing this here today. Uh, Power Hour is kind of a, is also going to consists of a few little things that you might normally hear on Raw Radio here. Uh, we are, uh, let's see here, what we're going to do here, here, ladies and gentlemen, is that uh, <clears throat> uh, pretty much I think we should, what we, what we, what we'll uh, touch, 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 uh, excuse me, get tongue tied here. Uh, we're going to run through a few little uh Few little bits and pieces here of, of a course uh, of our, like I said, uh, <clears throat> uh, wrestling news here, of course, for the for the uh, for today, and also, like I said, we're going to uh, <clears throat> on. Uh, like I said, let's see. I'll say it here in a minute. Um, and like I said, we're going to set JD loose on a on a few other little things that we that. Uh, are normally done on raw radio here, and I said let him let him do some big time talking here as well. Let's bring you a couple couple of stories here, and then to JD and I will will we'll give our thoughts and opinions on them. I'm sure that this is what JD does on raw radio anyway, so we'll make JD feel right at home here today. <laughs> so yeah, there you go. Uh, first one coming here, Four Eleven Mania, of course, is good friends of the, of the WWS Radio Network, and we uh, of course are very thankful for them allowing us to read all their stories here each and every week. Of course, on all of our shows, including Raw Radio, uh, Revolution, Wolfpack, and, of course, Outside the Ropes. Uh, we do thank them for that, indeed. Uh, Joseph Lee posted this story here today. Kurt Angle celebrates the anniversary of his first wrestling match. Hmm. <laughs> if I can get to it here, folks, I will I will do, well, I will do that. Excuse me. <laughs> Um, and if you give me just one second here, folks, we'll try. Our, we're doing our best here to to uh, pull pull that up here. Uh, of course, you know, sometimes uh, uh um. Yeah. Mm-hmm. My apologies here, folks. Like I said for the, like I said the uh, tiny delay here. Sometimes, like said, these things just wants to act up for some reason. Uh, <laughs> uh, we'll be we'll bring that here to you uh, mom, uh, momentarily. Uh, 
Okay, I think we have it. Okay. I think we're set here. Uh, okay, Kurt, let's see. Uh, Kurt Angle celebrates the anniversary of his first wrestling match. In a post on Instagram, Kurt Angle revealed that today is the 18th anniversary of his very first wrestling match. And he wrote, and he wrote the following here. 18 years ago, I was just four days in the business, had my very first pro wrestling match against Christian during a WWE Dory Funk Dojo camp show in New England. Time flies, hashtag rookie year, hashtag it's true, hashtag Tom Pritchard, hashtag Dory Funk Jr. 18 years since his first pro match, J.D., that's unbelievable. J.D.? Yeah, that, that's unbelievable. There, 18 years since his first pro match today. I know it's crazy. It, it, it is indeed. Still a terrific superstar, and of course, that now he is a, of course, a Hall of Famer and a current, of course, the current general manager of Raw. Joseph Lee brings us this story here as well. When you thought we haven't, we will never hear hear about this girl ever again. Well, apparently we ha- we are. Eva Marie uh, has been uh, has been. This is, Quoted here on getting moved to WWE roster after only two weeks of training. Huh. Let's see what this has to say here. In an interview with ESPN, Eva Marie spoke about getting moved to the WWE roster even after only two weeks of formal training. And here are some of the highlights. First off, on her move to the WWE roster, Eva Marie says this I'm a perfectionist, so I would have liked to have trained more first. However, I truly think opportunities come up once in a lifetime, and if you don't take it, you're going to miss out. I have something to say here about The Rock. Hmm. Even Marie says, I love talking to The Rock. He's done the, trans- he's done the transition from WWE <clears throat> to the mainstream so well. He always tells me to stay in my lane, not to compare myself to other people, and just do the work. He's been fantastic, and I'm really fortunate to have that relationship with him. It would be great to emulate his career, but we'll see what happens. On life after WWE, see what we have here. Uh, I want it all. I really want to expand with movies. I would love to land on a TV show like a Netflix original series. That would be fantastic. I want to do a lot of charity work. A person that's in recovery, of course, from an alcohol addiction, so I really want to put out that message as well. There's a lot that I want to do. The sky is the limit. I want to dabble in everything. I wish I did have time to relax. I'm a Virgo, and it's just not in me. I think the hustle is just in my blood. Always hungry, never satisfied. Uh, JD, any thoughts about these quotes, these comments from Eva Marie? JD. Yeah, sorry. Your your thoughts about these quote these comments made by Eva Marie. What did you say again? Sorry, I didn't hear. Uh okay, which part did you not hear? Uh, the whole thing. Sorry. I was trying to, oh, I'm uh, trying to eat I'm trying to eat and talk at the same time. This is crazy. Oh okay. Uh, okay, I apologize. I'll 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 repeat okay. it all. I'll repeat it here again. On her on Eva Marie's move to the WWE roster to the interview she did with ESPN, she says this. I'm a perfectionist, so I would I would have to I would have liked to have trained more first. However, I truly think opportunities come once come up once in a lifetime, and if you don't take it, you're going to miss out. On the Rock, 
apparently where she's talked to The Rock here, she says this, I love talking to The Rock. He's done the transition from WWE to the mainstream so well. He always tells me to stay in my lane, not to compare myself to other people, and just do the work. He's been fantastic, and I'm really fortunate to have that relationship with him. It would be, it would be great to emulate his career, but we'll see what happens. And on life after WWE, she says this, I want it all. I really want to expand with movies. I would love, I would love to land on a TV show like a Netflix original series. That would be fantastic. I want to do a lot of charity work. I'm a person that's in recovery from an alcohol addiction, so I really want to put out that message as well. There's a lot that I want to do. The sky is the limit. I want to dabble in everything. I wish I did have time to relax, but I'm a Virgo, and it's just not in me. I think the hustle is just in my blood. Always hungry, never satisfied. What do you think about that, J.D.? Well, Ava Marie, I mean, you think about it, though. She, I mean, thought she could get into a lot. I mean, she's kind of buried herself more and more when you think about it. I mean, she thought she was going to be the greatest diva ever, Howard, and she kind of, with her attitude, Howard, I don't think management was real fond of her and everything like that. Mm-hmm. Me. Yeah. I mean, I just think her attitude, however, really sucked, in my opinion. I think she really thought, oh, I should be given this, I should be given this, I should be given that. Well, guess what, Howard? Like she said, Howard, she said she tried to train, <clears throat> tried training and working with Brian Kendrick, and that's fine and dandy. I mean, I know she did that, Howard. But there are times, Howard, her ego got in the way, and that's just, you can't have that sometimes. Well, that's true. I, I, would, I would definitely agree with that. Another story here, Jeffrey Harris brings us a couple of tiny stories here. First off, Asuka and Nia Jax are teasing a potential match. Plus, Seth Rollins comments on an old video of him missing a high-risk dive. Let's see what says said here. Nia Jax and Asuka appear to be teasing a potential future feud or a match on Twitter. Uh, you, can, you, can, you can, This is what was said between the two right here on Twitter. Asuka pretty much says this. At WWE Asuka, she says, say what? And Nia Jax, at Nia Jax, WWE says, I was pretty clear with what I said. Also, Seth Rollins tweeted a response to a person on Twitter who uploaded a video featuring Rollins during his days in the independent scene as Tyler Black. The video shows Black missing a big table dive off a basketball rim. Off a basketball rim. Whoa. What did he do off a basketball rim? He, he, he sh- it shows him missing a big table dive off a basketball rim. Whoops. Seth, you kind of overshot that one, my man. Yeah. yeah uh, this came from, apparently, uh, apparently, apparently uh, it was sent to Rollins by someone named at Brian the Guppy. <laughs> and it says, Tyler Black misses a basketball net dive. Well, that... They say a basketball, because they didn't say, they didn't put the T in there for basket. I guess. Uh, apparently, there's a there's a picture of it on Twitter. Uh, so that'd be something definitely to check out. Check out right there. And Seth Rollins tweeted at WWE. Rollins tweeted back tweeted back saying, "What an idiot." <laughs> uh, JD, any day your thoughts on? Uh, on possibly seeing either seeing a feud or a match go on between Asuka and Nia Jax. Yeah, there's some talk about this. Yes. Would this be something you would want to see? Could happen. Good. Okay. 
Uh, let's see here. Uh, let me see here. Let's bring up some interesting. Uh, ooh. Apparently there are, I don't know if you brought this story, I don't know if you've probably seen this or not, J.D., you probably have. But 411 Mania, Jeffrey Harris reports this. Well, stop moving around so I can say something. Possible WWE call-ups from NXT for 2018 rumored to include five superstars. CageSheets.com released its latest rumor roundup today, which included details on when fans could possibly expect the next round of call-ups of NXT superstars joined the main WWE roster. According to the latest reports, there won't be any NXT call-ups until after WrestleMania 34. The report mentions there won't be any call-ups until after WrestleMania, even if some NXT superstars happen to make an appearance at the Royal Rumble in January of this coming year. The specific names listed for main roster call-up include, and J.D., you're going to flip when I tell you this, no Way Jose, The Authors of Pain, and the iconic duo, Billy Kay and Peyton Royce. Uh, your thoughts on this on this uh, possibility of call-ups? Well, I mean, there's some big names coming up, though. Yes, I would, I would, I would definitely agree. Uh, let's see. Um, and one more here before I'm gonna sit, start setting JD loose here on uh, on talking about some stuff here. Of course, like he does with Raw Radio here. Uh, <clears throat> so this is going to be kind of a power hour slash raw radio uh, super show, as they used to call it, right? There you go. All right. Uh, coming up here, uh, this final story I'll bring up here from Jeffrey Harris at Four Eleven Mania. Some other little tidbits here. Ric Flair reveals who he would wrestle if he had one more match. Jim Cornette praises both Tyler Bate and Pete Dunne and the top 10 most shocking moments of 2017. Ric Flair released a new video on his YouTube channel answering fan questions. In the latest Q&A video, Flair talks about his favorite tattoos, what he would have done if he hadn't become a pro wrestler, and who he would wrestle if he had one more match. Of course, there's a video right here below. You can go back and look at this. Flair threw out names from everybody throughout names such as all three members of the Shield as guys he'd love to work with if he was 35 years old. Huh. Hmm. Rollins, Reigns, and Ambrose. Wow. In a response to a fan question on Twitter, Jim Cornette shared his thoughts on WWE UK talents Tyler Bates and UK champion Pete Dunne. You can check out his thoughts on Dunne and Bates right here on this page where this story is. According to Cornette, they'll be stars for years to come. At the, at the Jim Cornette thoughts on at Pete, Pete Dunn, YXB, and at Tyler Dash Bate, WWE UK title matches, some great heel work by Dunn, IMO. Love to hear your thoughts. This was from Nick Davies here uh, yesterday, as a matter of fact. Jim Cornette says, both guys are way beyond their experience level and mix modern style slash WOS style well. At their ages, they'll be stars for years to come. This was said yesterday by Jim Cornette. Then we released this week's top ten video 
which is the top ten most shocking movies of 2017. And, of course, the uh, disregard that sound. That's just a little tiny alarm there going off. And the video for that right here is uh, – I've actually seen it posted on YouTube here, so definitely check that video out here. Uh, your thoughts, J.D., if Ric Flair was if, – if Ric Flair uh, was young enough that he wrestled one of the three three members of the Shield, what would be your take on that? With him and Rollins, it would be a good match. I mean, it'd be a bunch of young lines, or depending on the age factor, pretty good. I can't see him and Roman, though, because I think Roman would be a little rough with him, but you never know, depending on how um, Roman would be around that time. But him and Rollins would be a killer match, and I could see that happening. But him and Ambrose wouldn't be magical, and I don't think him and Roman would be all that great either. Uh, Your thoughts on Jim Cornette giving some praise to the two young UK talents? He's one of the few that actually gives credit to Howard, but it depends how, if you believe him or not. Well, there you go. Well, thank you very much there, J.D. And that's that's all I'll be bringing. That's all I'm going to bring here today here, folks. Like I said, we're going to go in a little bit longer here. As like I said, we're going to – I have done I've done a bunch of talking already here, and it's time to go ahead and let the man right here uh, – uh, um, it's time to let uh, – it's time to let JD do some talking here as well. Of course, like I said, uh, to give uh, any any take on uh, what is going on here in uh, terms of, like I said, raw. Uh, so, JD, please go ahead and uh, go ahead and start uh, giving your take here on a lot of things here, like you do on Raw Radio. I'll be back here momentarily. Okay. Well, what can we say about Raw? I mean, it's been very interesting to say the least. However. I mean, this past year, I mean, we've had a lot of crazy moments that have stood out for us, however, and some that haven't stood out. I mean, case in point, we saw what happened um, back in uh, January when it all began, however, with the Royal Rumble. I mean, we saw what happened with, uh, of all people, however, uh, some surprises in San Antonio. I mean, we had a good crowd on hand that night, but the story at the Rumble that weekend in the first week of the new year, however, was what happened involving, however, who would go on to WrestleMania, headline WrestleMania, if you will. And we saw the Viper Randy Orton, let's just say, slither his way in somehow, some way, and punch his ticket to Orlando. We also saw the debut of Samoa Joe from NXT, who came up and became Triple H's sort of new bodyguard lackey, if you will, in trying to take out Seth Rollins, however, this after Rollins was coming back from a serious injury that had happened the previous year. We also saw the surprise return of, uh, however, of Matt and Jeff Hardy, the Hardy brothers. You know, no one saw them coming. Mine, uh, uh, like I said, the Hardy boys showing up unexpectedly. No one saw that happening. The Hardy Boys, of course, shocked the world by uh, winning the Fatal 4-Way in the tag team extraordinaire, however, that not many people saw coming, you know, right after uh, around WrestleMania. We also saw a surprise. I mean, Roman Reigns put down The Undertaker. As for the second time in WrestleMania history, Roman Reigns seemed to be the guy, however, mind you, however. Uh, let's just say, however... Uh, like I said, however, it was it was interesting, however, to see what happened there. But of course, Roman was the guy who, of course, would brag for weeks on end. This is my yard, however. This is my place now, and sort of let's just say, however, uh, 
his say, however, mind you, however. We also saw in May a couple surprises in the form of one person we did not want to see excuse me, have uh, the championship belt, but were forced to give it to it and see it them. Uh, but uh, but like I said, Howard, there was a lot of surprises that came out this year. Like I said, I think, like I said, I mean, I was trying to say, but I think one of the few surprises in wrestling this year, I think everyone kind of was taken aback and surprised about what happened in May. And that, of course, really threw everyone for a curve at that time. And that was the time when, uh, of course, we saw uh, the so-called former uh, low-end uh, wrestler Jinder Mahal, of all people, uh, let's just say, well, make a statement in a big way, however, in Chicago, which he did, at Backlash. Of course, we saw that happen whenever he won the uh, championship from Randy Orton. Mind you, thanks to his new friends who would be at his beck and call for the last several months, known as the Sing 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 Brothers, if you will. And, of course, we saw Jinder somehow win in a very controversial, very questionable way there in, uh, like I said, at Backlash back in May. And that, of course, was, like I said, held in Chicago. And that was very interesting to see what happened there, however. And as a result, we saw that happen, which I still think was one of the most biggest BS matches of that time. Then, of course, the year would not be complete without some uh, unique matches, too. I mean, we had Brock Lesnar and AJ Styles at the Survivor Series. We saw Asuka come up to the main roster, one of the few big names of the future of NXT. As NXT seemed to be bringing up big stars by the boatload this year. I mean, case in point, Shinsuke Nakamura, the King of Strong style, like I mentioned. Uh, Asuka coming up to the roster. We saw other people, however, who have been in NXT also make an impact. Uh, well, somewhat of an impact. Ty Dillinger, the Perfect Ten, eight in English. But it was the upper card guys that really dominated the landscape. But we also... Like I said, had a little controversy too, of course. Controversy no more cases in the point that happened right before uh, this past uh, Survivor Series, or after Survivor Series, when the returning diva Paige. I mean, after all the stuff that she went through in the past year with her relationship of Alberto Al Patron between uh, doing, uh, let's just say, uh, Roman, let's just say, um, Lucid tapes, let's just say, lucid tapes that leaked out, however, leaking tapes that leaked out, that uh, talked about her, uh, let's just say, not wrestling, however, but let's just say causing a scene that really raised a lot of eyebrows and a lot of anger from people. And now that she's back, she thinks that with her faction, however, known as Absolution, that Mandy Rose and, of course, Sonya Deville, however, she should be given an opportunity. Well, unfortunately, however, it doesn't work that way, as I've said before, and I think she's going to have to earn the trust of the locker room so far. Uh, she's kind of on the borderline of that, shall we say. I mean, she's improving. The, I mean, she's only been back less than a month. I mean, she is going to get maybe eventually, possibly down the road, maybe get a chance. We'll have to wait and see. But going into the new year, the big questions are these. I mean, what does the WWE have in store for 2018? Well, right now we know one of them is that Vince McMahon has already sold roughly a million, hundred million, excuse me, of stock to fund Alpha Entertainment, a new stock where he wants to try to bring back and think it's all over, and try to, try to get over again by bringing back the XFL. The last time that happened was in 2001. The question is, is it going to work? In my opinion, I don't think so. But yeah, there's a lot of uh, questions heading into the new year that WWE has got to really consider thinking about. The question is, will it be a good thing? 
Will it be a bad thing? We don't know. Certainly. I definitely, definitely would agree with that, J.D. Um, uh, your take on the uh, 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 Christmas Day uh, episode of Raw. Um, well, that's what I was, I was going to get into that next. Uh, I still think it's ridiculous that WWE, that's one thing I want to talk about, too. I think WWE is being totally asinine in this case by having a show on Christmas night in Chicago. I really do. I think Christmas is a time for family and friends. However, I mean, I understand they travel a lot, and they're living out of their suitcases by the week and by the month and by the year. But to have a show Christmas night in Chicago where who knows how many people will be watching. I know I'll be watching, though. I'll be one of the few that'll probably be watching. But for them to do a show on Christmas night and then to turn it around six days later and do another show on New Year's Day in Miami and going up against, um, like I said, football, uh, I hope they have a good, successful show. I mean, some of the people that they're advertising for these shows, however, are coming back for the first time in a while. Some of them have been back uh, sporadically throughout the year. Case in point, John Cena. Of course, John Cena will be there this Monday, which I don't know what they got planned for John Cena to do Monday night. They have not announced any matches. They've not announced any, um, like I said, anything planned for the show. Um, but, like I said, as I was saying, certain wrestlers this year, uh, some had a successful year. Some were very successful this year. Case in point, uh, guys like uh, Seth Rollins, I would say, uh, Kevin Owens, AJ Styles, Jinder Mahal, as much as I don't give him credit for, but I do give him some credit because he was a long-term champion for less than six months, and he held his own, even though there were sometimes he won in controversial fashion. But there are people who shouldn't even be wrestling, let alone be involved in the sport anymore, in my opinion. And by case in point, I'm, I'm going to say these guys, I mean, one of the guys that I think uh, walked out of the sport, some of these guys who walked out, I can't blame him for leaving. I mean, case in point, Adrian Neville. I mean, you look at what happened with him. Here's a guy who, for the longest time this year, was a very successful cruiserweight champion and had had a decent run with the belt and was going up against top guys. Then all of a sudden, you have a guy uh, like who, can, who was in a tag team with his partner who somehow got hurt one after one of the bigger shows of the year and now is going to be out at least until the next year. And all of a sudden, WWE decided to say, oh, okay, let's leave this guy not hanging. Let's turn him heel and become an annoying little pest or a fly on the wall. Well, he's become more of a fly and a pest on the wall. He's become a downright arrogant jackass, to say the least. And he really has. He's not only angered the fans, he's also angered his fellow workers, both on and off TV. He's angered the announcers. And he doesn't care. He just thinks it should be all about him. And I can't blame people like Neville for walking out of the company. I'm surprised that the way they're doing this, I mean, this is the way it's going right now, that this guy has not gone so much... Uh, of a uh, suspension, let alone a fine against him. I mean, I've heard there's been a lot of people saying that his attitude outside of the ring is just like it is in the ring. I mean, even his one uh, fellow tag team partner said on the radio, on a different radio show earlier this year, just a couple months ago, he's like that on and off camera. He thinks he has to be on all the time in character. And that's one of the things WWE has got to really scale back on, on some of these other things. I mean, some of these people on off camera are human. We understand that. We respect that. Some of us do anyway. But some of these people who have to stay on character on camera all the time, even outside of TV, however, I mean, seriously, do we really need to put up with that? I think 2018, however, and beyond, however, 2018 is going to be a very unique year for wrestling. In case in point, I think there's going to be some surprises coming out this year. 
Uh, case in point, I don't mean to be mean-spirited in saying this, however, but I've said this before. We've talked about this other company for a while. I think right now, however, that one of the companies that could be, I hate to say, going belly up or maybe finally shutting their doors after 15 years could be a, team, a, a group like Impact. I mean, here is a group that for the past few years, however, since Dixie Carter left the company, has just barely getting by. Right now, I mean, for a long time, they were supposed to be a pretty decent company. But then when you had guys like Bobby Roode, AJ Styles, Sting, Kurt Angle, among others, jump ship and go to the only other big league in the company, besides Ring of Honor and the WWE, however, you basically crippled your roster and you crippled your fan base. Uh, and unless they find a way to win it back going into the new year, or possibly the first few months of this going into the start of the new year, I would not be surprised if before too long, I mean, I've said this so many times, I know I keep repeating it like a broken record, and I've said this so many times, and everyone says, oh, they're just game by, they're game by, oh, and they're still hanging in there. No, they, you're right, they are hanging in there, and they are barely getting by. But I just think the fan base of this company is just really, really taking such a huge hit over the last several years, however, because people are turned off by it. I mean, it's sort of like what it was back in the Monday Night War in the 90s. There was WWE and Vince McMahon being the kings for the longest time, however, when the Monday Night Wars were going up against WCW. And yeah, WCW for a while had some good things going for them, too. Now, let's look at the clock now, 15-plus years later. WCW's been out of business since 2001. They tried to bring in back ECW of a watered-down version of that on WWE, however, with the Sci-Fi Network, 10 years ago, and it lasted three or four years. Some shows, most of the shows were okay and all right. They weren't bad. There were some good shows here and there. But there were times that they went weeks, however, and they were doing the same thing over and over again. WWE seems to be doing more and more of that the last two or three years in their shows. I mean, every week it seems like no matter what, how one week we get a couple good matches, and then we get the rest crap. And speaking of crap, however, uh, the thing that's really crap is they think that this three-hour format is going to continue to work. I know John has said this on his Facebook page. I know John has said it on Raw Radio. I have said it. Fonzie said it. You said it. Michelle, Gerard, and the whole gang said it. I think if WWE wants to get better going into the new year, they've got to at least eliminate one hour of their TV. And I think Raw has got to go back to two hours. I think right now this three-hour thing is just not working. Every week, it seems like they're barely cracking a 2-0 rating. Most weeks, they're doing between... There's weeks where they've done one eight and one nine, and there's other weeks because they're going up against other things, whether it be other sporting events like basketball, baseball, hockey, uh, football, whatever. Or sometimes they're going up against other TV specials or TV first-run uh, network TV primetime programming. Right now, the last few years, I mean, I, I want to pull up the staff for you if I can find it here. Let me just see if I can dig it up here first. I uh, just saw it, so bear with me here, folks. Uh, I just saw it. Hold on. Okay. This is the story, however, from the last year. Okay. Let's see. TV range. Okay, I got it. Hold on. Okay, 2016. I'll tell you, this This is an alarming stat. This will surprise you guys. My, my point will be illustrated here if I can just get it going here. Okay, hold on. I think I just got it. So hold on. Uh, 2016. Okay, here we go. 2016. Okay, here we go. And this is from this last year. From the start of the beginning of the year till the end of last year. Okay, hold on. I had it a second ago. 
shoot, I had it. So, okay, here we go. Okay. From January 4th last year, okay, here here's what the first three weeks of last year, at the beginning of last year, and the last three weeks of the year, and then the final tally. The last first three weeks of last year shows, okay, here are your dates. Last year on Raw, how the very first night of Monday Night Raw of the New Year, you did a 2.5. You had 255,000 people watching Impact. You had 1.93 with the SmackDown rating. The following week, you dipped a little bit to two, three and a half, however, because you were going up against college football in the championship game. But Impact improved that week to 288,000. SmackDown, though, took a little bit of a hit, though, and they went to about one, six and a half, almost a one, seven. The following week, SmackDown rebounded back, or Raw went back up to two, four and a half. Impact improved to 321 as far as fan base goes, and SmackDown did a 1.87, just short of a one, nine. Now, Let's look at the last three weeks at the end of last year, okay? The final three weeks last year did the following. 1.95, 329,000, 1.7. The following week, 2.02, 209,000, 1.88, just a little short of 1.9. The final show of the year, 1.9 and a half, 224,000, and 20. For the year, now this is for the year, folks, however, because Impact decided in July they would move to Thursday nights. For the total year, however, overall from January till the end of last December, they averaged out to 310,800 people. Raw scored a 225 rating for the year, which wasn't bad. SmackDown did 1.7. Now let's fast forward the clock a year later to this year. Until you're going into this week, however, with the final two shows coming, what do they got? You tell me the difference now, okay? Raw started out this past year 2.1. SmackDown, 1.8. Impact, 290. The following week, however, 2.0. 1.8, 2.77. The following week, 215, 1.9, 3.10. So far, however, uh, except... For maybe a couple ratings, which we still a few ratings we haven't gotten published yet, however, for the year. Raw has gone down to two point one entering this past week. Impact SmackDown is on one point seven five. Impact still is on two seventy nine seven forty. You tell me what is the problem in that scenario. I'll tell you what the problem in that scenario is. It's because you're getting bad TV writing from people like Kevin Dunn in the front office because they're doing the same thing over and over again. Number two, you have too many pay-per-views, and that's why WWE's going to start scaling back on their pay-per-views starting in the New Year, which I think is a good move. But there are a couple of shows, however, they didn't even bother recording them because they felt they were too embarrassed. Like I said, however, they've only done, I think they've only failed to record a couple uh, episodes, however, and the ratings as far as Raw goes. But this is what alarms me, okay? Looking at the SmackDown ratings, from August 14th till the end of September, 18th through the 22nd, there was a six-week window. However, or eight, let's see, eight, nine, okay, yeah, nine times so far. Nine times this year, unlike a couple times on Raw, SmackDown failed to record their ratings. Were they too embarrassed because they felt that they were putting on the same old crap like Raw? Yeah, maybe. But at the end of the day, the thing is, I just think that WWE right now is growing stale. Like Michelle said earlier this week, people, it is growing stale. Because you're having certain people 
getting rushed to the roster so quickly and putting them in the most hokiest and cheesiest of storylines, and you think, oh, this is a quick fix. This is going to fix our issues. Some of it has been not all there. Most of it hasn't been all there, I should say. Some of it, but if not all of it, has been there. And I think WWE just is panicking at this point. They know that right now, other than Impact, the only other federations that could put a challenge into them, and even though they're not on the same time and the same weeknight, however, whatever city town you're in, or network, it is Ring of Honor and New Japan. But the thing is, though, TNA is supposed to be a viable number two, and then I would put Ring of Honor viable number three and maybe Japan four. But I would say Ring of Honor maybe in the last little while has kind of overtaken TNA's ring, but that's beside the point. The point is this. WWE has got to get better TV writing, they've got to get better shows, and they've got to cut back on their touring. That's what's killing them. I mean, this year you're going to be on the road, like I said, all year long. You've had a couple times you've had a break in between. Not a lot, but a little bit of a break in between. But this year, there are things, however, that you kind of did that were out of bounds. And like I said, no more case of the point was this than doing this coming Monday night on Raw in Chicago. You could have taken the day off and said, okay, let's go back to work next week and start the new year off. But being Ebenezer Scrooge that he is, and thinking he's going to try to save the WWE in his own company, even though his son-in-law and his daughter are running it right now. However, he thinks, however, that he still has some tricks up his sleeve. To quote the Raven, Scott Levy, Nevermore, however, is the statement. I'm going to answer that, because that's not true. WWE right now, going into the new year, is really struggling with attendance as far as fan base goes. And they're struggling in pay-per-view buy rates. Vince thinks that this XFL thing, however, is going to work. In my opinion, it will not work, I feel. It is going to be doomed to fail. And I think right now, if he's smart, however, he should just really... Get out of the business once more. I'm sure he's gone out of the business already, if he hasn't gone already. But if he is still in the business somehow in some capacity, he should just get out of it now. I think it's time for WWE fans, however, like me. I'm not calling for a boycott here, people. I'm not calling it by no means necessary. You can boycott if you want. Or if you've boycotted for years, fine, that's your progress. But I think it's time for WWE to take a good, long, hard look at the mirror and realize, however, they have gone downhill the last several years. And it's because of certain people going off to different places or they've let their own talent walk out the door. No more was this the case with CM Punk four years ago. I mean, everyone keeps saying that was his choice. That was his initiative. If he wanted to do that, so be it. Yeah, maybe that's true at the end of the day. We can think that. But there are people like me and other people who would disagree to that statement. It was because of people like Vince McMahon and Triple H having people kiss their backsides over and over again just to get their own way and get their own ego praised, just because it was in their contract. And that's the one thing that has killed wrestling, I think, more than anything. Again, you can all agree to disagree with my thoughts on this, but I think ever since the guaranteed contract started back in the day, and with certain guys getting creative control in their contract, however, that is what's hurt the sport. So either fix the problem sometime in this coming year, I feel, if you don't, or you're just going to continue to hear me and other people whine and bitch and piss and moan, and that's fine. But you're also going to be setting yourself up for failure. Because like I said, this is not 1990 anymore. This is, actually, this is not 1985 anymore. 
This isn't where you could be on the road all the time and have the fans pleased, however, by bringing out new and old town, and you can always make your fans happy. Yes, you've done that. Don't get me wrong. You've done that fine. But at the end of the day, however, you just keep growing staler and staler by putting things that we don't need to be force-fed down our throat. No more is this the case than the whole Jason Jordan-Kurt Angle storyline. As we've said this many times over, and I've been voicing my opinion about this since day one, one of the few things that I've said about this since day one, this was a disaster from the word go. I don't know how much longer they're going to continue to force-feed and milk this whole thing down our throat and other things down our throat, but they better start improving in their writing department. Because right now, their writing is, to pardon the language, full of shit. And it is. So, either fix the problem real soon, or you're going to continue to hear people like me and them find a way to come up with more and more hollering and yelling and calling for WWE to change their image. Or just to shut off their image once and for all. Because if you do lose your fan base because of all this hellar, you'll have no one to blame but blaming yourself. So, fix the problem, I think, very soon, or you're setting yourself up more and more for a recipe of disaster. Plain and simple. Very good, very good points of view there all around there, uh, <clears throat> J.D. Uh, uh, now, do we have a, just, just to ask you, uh, of course, there's nothing that you do like to do on Raw Radio on Mondays. Do you have, Do you know what the, is there first off a Monday night football game on Christmas night? There is, and it's the Oakland Raiders in Philadelphia, in Philadelphia this coming Monday night. Okay, all right. Uh, me, you can uh, get a lesson of Roddy Casey with us if you want to give your take on who you think will win and what his score, what is it the score will be. Uh, let's ask Roddy Casey. Roddy Casey, are you still with us, sir? Yeah, I'm here. Hey, Roddy, okay. Merry Christmas, guy. Merry Christmas. Okay. Uh, Roddy, this is something we normally do on WWS Raw Radio on Mondays, but since we're not going to have one on Christmas or New Year's Day, uh, we thought we'd go ahead and, and uh, knock that out. And, J.D., if you feel like you can make a note of it. Yeah. Uh, uh, J.D. did mention that the game on Christmas night is going to be the Oakland Raiders taking on the Philadelphia Eagles. J.D., are, you, where, 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 where are they going to be, Oakland or Philadelphia? Philadelphia. They're only in Philadelphia. Uh, Roddy, who do you think will win that game, and what do you think the score will be? Uh, who, is it? who is it again? Who's playing? The, the Raiders, Raiders and Eagles. Okay, it's going to be the Raiders, and the score will be 34-7. to 7. Whoa. That's a good score. That is, yeah. Uh, this is going to be a good game. Uh, uh, right. Uh, Sounds like from what Roddy K mentioned here, JD's Raiders been on pretty good tear lately. The Raiders kind of took a hit last week. Their playoff hopes went out the window last week, and the Eagles are playing for a bye in the first round. Uh, but they don't have Wentz, though, remember. Nick Foles is starting this game. Right, okay, okay, okay. Uh, uh, this time it will be a, a good game, like I said, being done on Christmas Eve night, like you said, and, and uh, and of course, home of Philadelphia. I'm going to give the edge to the Eagles, and I'm going to say twenty to ten. That's a good one. Yeah, with with with, with the Raiders hurting right now, and their playoff hopes gone after last week's questionable flashcard phantom call, which is still BS. The Raiders 
would like to finish the season strong, I'm sure, however. But uh, I think with Jack Del Rio's boys and uh, Derek Carr traveling cross-country, it's going to be a little too much. The Eagles are hungry for getting the playoff start. They need a couple guys back. Obviously, Wentz being out hurts them a little. But uh, the Eagles have been struggling as of late. I do think they just have a little bit of more to play for than Oakland. It should be a good game. I'm hoping it's not a blowout. I'm going to go with a tight one here. I'm going to say Philadelphia 23, Oakland 17. Oh, my goodness. That's very tight. Talk about a uh, squeaker. Talk about a very interesting. Uh, yeah. Uh, oh, my goodness. Oh, man. Uh, now, let's see. Um, let's see here. We also have, like I said, we haven't heard the matches have been listed for uh, Christmas night in Chicago. I do know that we know the team has been advertised. I would imagine they'll probably announce two at some point during the day, because like I said they're supposed to fly in, I think, either tonight or tomorrow sometime into Chicago. I would imagine, unless they're saving until after Christmas for the first show of the new year, the Cruiserweight final between Enzo and uh, uh, Cedric Alexander. Right. Uh, well, like you said, J.D., since you have, we have not heard about uh, uh I've got to say... I think the main event will be, uh, uh, even though you said that you said that Cena is supposed to be in Chicago on Christmas night. Yep. Uh, and we're not certain if he's going to be involved in any action or not. Right. Uh, uh, we just know that he's going to be there. That's pretty much the only thing we have at this point in time. Yeah. Uh, I would have to say... Uh, of course, I can have to. We'll have to roll out Ambrose now because Ambrose is going to be out for a little while. Yeah, about two to three months, I think. Right, right. So, I have got to say, and uh, we haven't heard about when Roman's going to return. Obviously, uh, is he supposed to be back soon? Who's that? Roman Reigns. Yeah, Roman should be back. I would think in a couple weeks. They haven't said how much time he's going to miss, but I mean. It would be wise to call him this week, however, but at the same time, I'm sure Roman's going to spend time with his family. Who knows how many uh, wrestlers in their families are going to make the trip to Chicago, if at all. And like I said, the crowds, the crowds could be the real story, I think, especially Monday and Tuesday. I think Monday night, however, like I said, however, uh, usually they have a good crowd in Chicago, but I just, I cannot see a full house in Chicago unless they, I mean, I mean, they, unless they sold out already, however, that surprised me, but I could see the crowd being maybe a third full, if not a quarter full. I think they're going to be really embarrassed with the crowd Monday night. Tuesday should be a little bit better. Maybe the day after Christmas, they should have a little bit of a better crowd with some of the bigger names coming in like AJ and Corbin and Nakamura and Owens and Zayn and uh, all those guys. But I just I don't see a good crowd Monday night in Chicago. I really don't. Okay, okay. All right. Uh, well, based on all that, I would have to say my – Personal opinion, my main event for that will probably be uh, if they're that desperate and Cena is going to be there, more likely I bet you that Cena is going to probably they're probably going to ask him to wrestle a match. Yeah. Uh, and if I was to do that, I'm going to go out. It's just going to be on a limb here because, like I said, and JD, like you just said, we're, we're not we're not 100% positive. Right. Right. But yeah. But I would have to say on a. Uh, I would say they put Cena in a match, and I think they put him up, put him in against. This is going to be a shot in the dark, but I'm going to say Cena versus. Uh, this is anything would be good, of course. Uh, let's see, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. 
Uh, Ron Strowman. Mm, that's a good one. I was gonna, I'll, I'll go. I'll go a little better than you. There's two matches I was considering, and I'll go with both scenarios in this case. One I could see maybe it being Cena versus possibly someone like maybe uh, possibly like uh, she- Sheamus. But if not, I can see Cena, uh, Jordan. As much as we have to have it shoved down our throat again, and maybe Rollins taking on uh, possibly Joe, uh, Reigns, and Cesaro. You know. He could take over Dean. If Roman's not going to be there, and since Dean's out of the question now, you put Jordan and Cena as Seth's teammates one night. You can have him team up with Seth again, but now add Cena to the mix, even though he's had history with uh, Rollins, how you could change that up. I mean, they, they like I said, they have not said anything what's going to happen yet. So those are one of the two scenarios I could go with for Monday. Roddy K, do you have any take on uh, your opinion about what you think might happen as the main event of uh, the Christmas night episode of Raw? Nah. I'm unable to participate really in the key what's going on. I'm kind of listening as I'm researching stuff here. Okay. Okay. All right. Well, uh, thank thank you. Thank you very much there. Uh, 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 Thank you very much there, sir. I do do appreciate that. Uh, Let me see. Um, was there anything well, else? Well, that, I know for a fact also on Monday they did say that the Miz is supposed to be there. Okay. And also, I'll put down as a second. I'll, and and Rob, I'll probably also say this as a. Uh, uh, I'll, I'll also say this as a possibility too. I'll have to say maybe, uh, if in fact, uh, like you said, JD, if in fact the Miz is scheduled to be there. Uh, now I'm at the ground on a pinch, and maybe say the Miz versus Rollins. Yeah, it could happen. So, I mean, so that's all. That's all we can really uh, hope for. Yeah, that's all we can really say because, like I said, I mean, uh, uh, um, that's all. We, that's all we can really. Uh, so that's all we can really say here at this point here. Uh, 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 let's see here. Uh, uh, hmm. Well, JD, anything else you wish to, you wish to add here, sir? Well, or we that, well, we got that. We, there's, like I said, however, we got uh, like I said, however, we also got one more show to review, however, and we didn't get the number in. Huh? Oh. I found something. This is going to make you laugh. And this is before we get to the New Year's. This is great. You know, I'll listen to this one. My friend from is since you are able to regurgitate, you know, on command, um, it just seems to me that, that, that it's pretty logical that you should be puke. You know, um, puke has a, a nice connotation to it. You know, I mean, it's like you got animal, you got hawk, you got puke. And it should be plain puke. It should be puke, you know. So after you've regurgitated on one of your opponents or on the referee itself, then of course the ring announcer would, you know. Then again, it, it's like since you've got the fundamentals and so forth, and I think you're ready to go with it. I, I think that, you know, puke is puke is good. I think puke is not. Good old Vince from. 
that was Vince from Beyond the Mat. That's when uh, he was in the beginning tower. He's like, he's gonna puke. He's gonna puke. He's gonna puke. <laughs> My goodness. Oh, here. This is the rest of it. Here. Hold on. I found the other half of it. Let me see if I can find it. Oh, here it is. WrestleMania. 
that's it. That's his schedule for the first like three months of the year, three and a half months of the year, which I think is crazy. I think he should get a couple more months. But I think with that schedule, that tells you one thing. He'll probably win, like I said at the moment, I'm saying this early on, but I think Michelle and I had this conversation. I think we've all had this conversation. I'm telling you right now, if that's going to be the way the schedule is, then he just might as well drop the title before New Orleans. Because if not, he'll drop it there, I feel. Do I want him to see? Another thing is, who will he fight at WrestleMania? They keep saying, oh, we've got Roman Reigns penciled in already to win the Rumble. And I'm going to ask Roddy K this question right now, and I know it's early prediction time, early predictions to think of this, but if there was one wrestler right now, and I'll ask you this too, along with Roddy, who would you be your pick that could win the Rumble? Who is your one favorite and your one dark horse to watch for the Rumble? So I already got my pick. Who I like, but who would be your favorite to be the early favorite, and who would be the dark horse that could really shake things up or turn things around 180 degrees and really make WrestleMania go upside down in Bourbon Street? Uh, yeah, who, which one are you asking first? Uh, I'm gonna ask Roddy K first, and now go to your answer. Okay. Okay, Roddy K. He might be just listening. I don't know if he can hear uh, I think he's just listening, JD. Oh, okay. Well, I'll, I'll ask you then. Okay. Well, like I said, this is going to be a topsy-turvy Royal Rumble coming up here this year. Um, and, of course, you know, obviously they're talking about, you know, the, the not, not only the traditional Royal Rumble, but, of course, they're not talking about bringing in a women's Royal Rumble match as well. Uh-huh. Um, the one I think that will pull off the win this year, uh, is it supposed to be 30? Is 30 guys? I think I think the plan is still to go 30, yeah. 30, okay. All right. Uh, <laughs> we haven't heard anything more than that here for a while since they did the one with 40. But, uh, uh, but 30... Uh, um. Oh gosh! Uh, so maybe you need to tell you the worst thing about from both Raw and SmackDown. I think I think the person that will pull it off uh, will be a Raw guy, and I do believe the guy that will do so. I've been very impressed with how this man has performed here lately, especially now how he stepped up around during Survivor Series and everything. I gotta go with Braun Strowman. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, I think Braun. Yeah. Heavy favorite, yeah. Look at him. Yep. Yeah, and the dark horse. <coughs> I mean, I mean, it's gonna be it's gonna be it's very interesting to see. It'll be very interesting to see. You know that this man can last last the longest time. Uh, the dark horse, in my personal opinion. I mean, regardless regardless of all the talent you have on Raw, SmackDown, this man. This man is truly a very unique talent indeed, and has brought on and stepped up his stepped up his game um, succinctly, in my personal opinion. Let me see. I'm and of course you said it's a dark horse, so this this could happen. This could not. I mean, may may not happen. Who knows? I'm going to really go out on a limb here, and I am going to say. I have a toss-up between two of them, but I think the one I'm mainly, I think I'm going to lean towards 
I'll get I'll get to the point here in a minute, but I'm just uh, talking here a little bit here. Uh, I gotta say Finn Balor. Yeah, that's not a bad pick. I say I'm saying Finn Balor is my overall winner. I would pick him as a winner. I think he has a chance to do something. My dark horse is gonna be a little different than you, and you mentioned this guy's name once before, and I'll mention him now. I think you gotta look at Shinsuke Nakamura. That's yeah. my pick. I think Nakamura has been so overlooked lately, and it's a shame, and I think he would make it beneficial. So I'm going to pick Finn as my winner, and I'm going to go with Nakamura as my sleeper. Yeah, I, I I truly believe that this is going to be uh, – this may be his, t- his time to shine here. I mean, he's had yep. almost had an opportunity to hold the U.S. title here on several different occasions. Mm-hmm. Uh, in, your, in your one thing, J.D., I will mention here as well, when you talk about 2017, there's one thing, of course, we were talking about here for months on end, and, of course, finally it happened, and and that is, of course, I've got to talk about uh, Starcade. Yeah. Uh, um, overall, ladies and gentlemen, about 37 years since Starcade, of course, was, a, was, uh, was, of course, around during the days of the NWA and WCW. Um, and of course, of course, his birthplace, legendary Greensburg Coliseum Complex here in Greensburg, North Carolina. And I was very, very happy to see WWE take the initiative to remember something of this caliber by bringing back, even though it was, even though and it was a pity it wasn't anything bigger than a live show. It should have been put on the network, first of all. Um, I, I am glad that they were able to show some key moments of it on YouTube and everything. And of course, I got the page. Started with all the all the, all the uh, great clips on and everything like that. Um, <coughs> excuse me, but um, of course a lot of the matches there that took place are excellent matchups, including two of them in the steel cage. Of course, appearances by the legendary uh, Ric Flair, Ricky the Dragon, Steamboat, and the Rock and Roll Express. Um, Arn Anderson, of course, made an appearance as well. Seeing Dustin Rhodes wrestle and all that, you know, talking about how you know his daddy. Is that, of course, the late Hall of Famer, the American Dream, baby, Dusty Rhodes. Uh, he created, of course, that if it wasn't for Dusty Rhodes, Starcade would not be would not be where it is today. Um, and of course, like I said in the story I brought the other night, of course that uh, that he was very proud of his brother, you know, wrestling at this event that their father created, and in hopes that at some point that they can that they can that they do it again on the same time next year. And also possibly, you know, make it a next next go around, make it a network special. I mean, does there, it need to be a network special this time around? But maybe they were not doing that because they want to see what the crowd reaction is going to be. And there and there was a big crowd there. I can tell you that from experience here, folks, because myself and Mr. Hulkamania Bob Ziggler was there. We saw what happened. It was a great, it was like I said, a very unique show. And I hope they I hope they keep it in Greensboro. Uh, you heard JD and Michelle the other night heard me talk about this. They should. They need to keep it in Greensboro. That's where the, the show was born, and that, that's where the show needs to stay. Bottom line. And maybe next, maybe next year they'll switch it over to the. Uh, those for sure. Maybe let the raw guys take it for a little bit. Who knows? Yeah. What the, but, and that would be great to see that happen if they did that. So, uh, all in all, like I said, that was a great show. And uh, and like I said, check out the page Start Starcade 2017 Resurrection of Tradition. Uh, check out a lot of the clips we posted on there as well. Big your thoughts and takes on there as well. 
Uh, <clears throat> JD, anything else you wish to report, sir? Not much else to report, however. I mean, kind of a low-key night, however. I mean, like I said, we got a couple of good football games on tonight, of course. As you know, uh, we'll get you an update on those games real quick before we call it a night here. Let's see. It is, however, 23-13 in favor of the Baltimore Ravens with 4.52 left in the third. So the Colts looked like or the Ravens are going to go to 9-6 now. Uh, we also got a couple good football games. South Florida won today, 38-34 at the Birmingham Bowl in a wild shootout there. And Army, the West Point uh, cadets, however, Congratulations to them, however, on a well-done job. They did win their 10th game of the season. First time, I think, in 20 years they've done that. They won today in a crazy finish, however, I think it was. 42-5-235, of course, tomorrow night. we got Fresno and Houston in the Sheridan Hawaii Bowl, and then it starts up again on Tuesday with a triple stacker lined up first, of course, with the Zaxby Heart of Dallas Bowl at 130, Utah West Virginia, Duke and Northern Illinois at 515, and then Kansas State and UCLA at nine, then on Wednesday, we got four games lined up for you, followed by another uh, slate of excitement on Thursday. Where Thursday we will have to see two, three, four, four games there, and of course Friday we got next Friday we got three, four, uh, five, five good games, and of course we got two other good games, of course on Saturday, including two of the bigger games next Saturday in the Fiesta Bowl between Penn State and Washington, and of course the Big Orange Bowl in Miami as they will play in Miami. But congratulations to South Florida. They finished the season 10-2, and however, in a, like I said, it was a tight game. They were down 10-10 in the halftime. But in the second half, Quinton Flowers went nuts. Four touchdowns in the air. Three touchdowns for Nick Shimonic. But in the end, it was not to be, as Cliff Kingsbury and the Red Raiders came up a little short, 38-34. But we got some real good NFL games for you tomorrow and Monday, of course. The Steelers will be playing Monday on Christmas Day. But, of course, the big games are tomorrow. Buffalo, New England, New Orleans, and uh, let's see, who is it? I just saw Atlanta, New Orleans. Caroline will be playing host to Tampa Bay late tomorrow. So that should be a very good game. Hopefully it won't be too wet down there in Carolina. But one of the funnier, uh, well, if you're going to call it funny, one of the funny games of the weekend uh, is going to be, however, actually it's at 1 o'clock tomorrow, so there you go. That'll be Tampa and Carolina on Fox tomorrow. But the funnier game to watch tomorrow, and this is going to be a little amusing, is the Cleveland Browns trying not to finish the season 0-16. Can they finally win a game and at least celebrate one win this year? We don't really know. They're going to be playing the struggling Bears, but... Uh, like I said, there's not many really good games. The only really good games that are going to be on tomorrow, I think, come on later in the afternoon. Obviously, the one game to keep an eye on tomorrow will be two teams who are desperately, desperately fighting for a playoff hope, however, in the form of the Atlanta, the Seattle Seahawks and the Dallas Cowboys. Ezekiel Elliott will be returning to the lineup after six weeks. The Seahawks, who are barely clinging to life at this point, have to win this in order to survive. And like we said, of course, there are two games on Monday, Pittsburgh and Houston. Pittsburgh trying to wrap up home field against the Houston Texans, who are struggling all year. And then, of course, the Raiders, who are done for the year at this point, however, and pretty much have their season written off at this point, trying to at least salvage one of their two final wins of the season and not fall apart and go 6-10. We'll have to wait and see if that happens. But the Eagles looking to fly high on Christmas night. We'll have to wait and see what happens there. But on Tuesday, we will update you on what went down. All right. J.D., thank you very much there, sir, for, for like I said, for our, uh, as we call it here today, our Power Hour slash Raw Radio Super Show here, to, here today, here, folks. Uh, we hope to also have give you a, a great update sometime during the week 
Hopefully we can get the talk shoot situated, uh, stats situated, so that way we can let you know about one. It's taking how many downloads that we've had for all of our shows here. We'll, we'll update that here really, really soon. Uh, don't forget, tomorrow night at 10 o'clock, of course, we'll have our, I'll have our promo of the shows that we will be doing here this, this coming week, as well as, of course, rest in history, of course, for Christmas Eve. <clears throat> um, and uh, and also two or three other little pieces of wrestling news tidbits. Uh, on that note here, ladies and gentlemen, I want to thank, of course, the Iceman, Jerry DiGirolamo, and also I want to thank Roddy Kay for joining us, joining us here today for this special... Before we go, I'll be right back. i got to do one more thing before we go, and i got one more thing to say before we close up shop. Okay, all right, okay. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, uh, let, me, then, let, let me rewind that for a little bit, and let's take care of this. Let's, do this right here as we get set to wind down here for episode 85 of Power Hour. For like I said, December 23rd, 2017, 141 364 pound, 1724 444 7444. Uh, <clears throat> while we wait for the Iceman, Iceman, we did want to add a couple more quick words. We'll wait for him to return. Uh, like I said, here uh, tomorrow night, Christmas Eve night, we'll be bringing you our promo of the shows we'll be doing here this week, which will be. Uh, wrestling Revisited, Outside the Ropes, Wrestling Debate, NWO Wolfpack, and, of course, WWS Revolution. I'm back, by the way. Okay, and also here is J.D., of course, with, with uh, a few quick words. Well, since we played a little Christmas music for you to start out the show, it only it's fitting that we rock you out, however, as we take you out for the night, however, a little twisted sister action. Now, we played several bells earlier, but we've played this song a few times. I think this is only fitting for everyone to have a great Christmas tune to. It's a little spin of a classic that has a little rock beat to it. It's come, O Come O Ye Faithful by D. Snyder and the Twisted Sister Gang. Okay. Thank you very much. Thank you very much there, J.D. And, of course, like I said, I do want to thank you. The Iceman, Jerry Geralmo, and Roddy Kay for joining us here to, for today's episode 85 of WWF Power Hour. And uh, we'll be back on, like I said, uh, <clears throat> coming up with our promo Christmas Eve night. And then, of course, the, the WWF Radio Network will be taking, of course, Christmas Day off to enjoy it being with our, with our family and friends. And, of course, ladies and gentlemen, I also continue to ask the story that we did bring you on Revolution here last night. Uh, no other updates have been brought in on this. Uh, <clears throat> I guess I can double-check that while we uh, get set to leave here. Uh, and of course, as J.D. does know what I'm referring to here, uh, as, as, of course, a lot of folks do know here, ladies and gentlemen, uh, uh, <clears throat> yesterday afternoon here, folks, um, this was last updated late last night at uh, <clears throat> uh, late last night here, uh, of course, via website for our for a Fox affiliate not too far from the uh, not too far from the from the of course where I my neck of the woods here in Trinity, North Carolina. Uh, <clears throat> but uh, we did we did bring you. Um, we did bring you, of course, like I said, the sad news that a uh, that 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 sad that sadly, like I said, a twenty-seven-year-old uh, um, man uh, sadly was was killed. Uh, let's see, wait a minute. Was killed in a parking lot of a. Uh, Oh, okay. Wait, we may have an update, ladies and gentlemen. Hold on, just one second here. Breaking some breaking news here on that. Uh, this is a shooting that took place here late yesterday afternoon, 
at a barbecue restaurant parking lot here in my neck of the woods in Trinity, North Carolina. This has been updated since at 9, 9.36 a.m. today. I will bring you this story here, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, deputies have arrested a man accused of shooting and killing another man outside of a barbecue restaurant in Trinity, North Carolina, on Friday. <clears throat> Michael Isaac Russ, 39 years old, same age as me, folks, of Trinity, has been charged with one count of murder in the death of 27-year-old Larry Wayne Campbell, according to the Randolph County Sheriff's Office. Deputies were called to the shooting at 4 p.m. in the parking lot of Barbecue Joe's at 4873 NC62 in Trinity. Family members have told Fox on Friday the victim was shot eight times. Yes, ladies and gentlemen, we did emphasize that eight times. Deputies said sadly he died at the scene. The suspect was seen driving away in a truck towards the Interstate 85 and was pulled over by a state trooper who alerted the Randolph County Sheriff's Office. Authorities have not released a motive in the shooting. An autopsy is planned for the victim. The suspect is jailed in Randolph, Randolph County Sheriff's Randolph County Jail under no bond whatsoever. So, ladies and gentlemen, there is an update there uh, that, of a man who, who committed this act and the identity of the man sadly who lost his life yesterday <clears throat> yesterday uh, afternoon in this in this horrific shooting. Uh, terrible tragedy here to happen this close to Christmas here, ladies and gentlemen, but. Uh, <clears throat> but as we said last night, and JD heard me talk about this last night. Love the ones, lo- love the ones who love you as well, because you never know what will happen here, and sadly, what will happen here in life. And you know, just just so just like so, you you will have a peace of mind knowing that they love you and you love them. And of course, ain't that Christmas that much more special? Here this year, ladies and gentlemen, yep. uh, and I still continue to pray for the for the families, for the family of this gentleman here, who we learned, like I said, his name is Larry Wayne Campbell, who who was the victim of this bad shooting at this barbecue restaurant yes. here in Trinity, North Carolina, yesterday afternoon. <clears throat> this has been like episode eighty-five of WWS Power Hour. Of course, Power Hour is a Power Hour is a, a broadcast of the WWS Radio Network, right here on TalkShoe.com. But we are two years older and continuing to be bolder. The radio network continues to be and will forever remain your wrestling connection. And now for you filthy animals, however, we're going to have a little rock to close it out. And God bless everyone. And have yourself a very Merry Christmas. J.D., please proceed.
And that was it. And as they say in Home Alone, people, Merry Christmas, you filthy animals. <laughs> lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.